Brothers and sisters, this is B with a quick announcement just to let you know we have three podcasts, three great options for you now on different channels over at the My Soul Centered website. You can get them, mysoulcentered.org, the Defiant Spirit podcast, the Money and Soul podcast, and the Soul Centered podcast. Jump over there to learn the differences, to sign up, and we'll see you on whatever podcast you choose. Until then, shalom, salam, namaste, peace. Welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Master Healer Ariella Halevi and Rabbi Dr. Baruch Halevi. Rabbi B, your healer and guide on the journey of life. In this podcast, we will explore all things spirituality, meaning, and healing. From Kabbalah and the healing of your soul, to shamanic energy work and the healing of your past. From ancient wisdom traditions to guide your spirit, to modern tools to live your life. The Soul Center Podcast will empower you to discover your soul's purpose and inspire you to live a soul-centered life. And don't forget to check out Rabbi B's newest podcast, The Defiant Spirit. You can find it at mysoulcenter.org or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now, on to our show. So welcome everybody to the Soul Centered Podcast. I'm Baruch Halevi B, and I'm here with Ariella Halevi. And we are Soul Centered, and we are excited to talk to you today about. Wow, we are excited <laughs> to be Soul Centered. Coffee kicked in. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a meaningful conversation today. We're going to mix it up a little bit, try something different. But before we do, what's going on with you? <laughs> you haven't seen me in so long. I haven't seen you in 17 minutes. Wow, wow. So um yeah, you know, I think that I think that with everything going on in life, which we always say, I think that it's there's like an invitation for really divine flow to happen and to I feel like things are opening up even though our world feels really heavy. Like what I've been dealing with in clients is like, how can you create heaven on earth? How can you bring more love and more light into this world? Because we can panic or we can once again, because we've been here like five minutes ago, we can panic or we can like really move forward in love and hold all of life. And so it's kind of what my clients are going through right now. What about you? Well, I think it's what the whole world's going through. I'm personally going through it. Um, I'm watching way too much news about what's happening in Ukraine. You are. I am. And, and um, I think you've got a lot of coffee. And a lot of coffee, and I'm a little twitchy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I'm like, I am just like everybody else, which is I want to know what's going on there. I want to um, do my part and be responsible and be informed. And yet I can feel the creep, the creep that I'm actually not serving the people of Ukraine. No. It did inspire me to write a blog. So I did write a blog and that's, you know, that's how I do my part. We all do our part. Is it enough? No. But um, I think of the mystics who say, um, um, you're not um, incumbent. You have to do the work. You have to do your part, but you don't have to do it all. And what's our part? What's my part? How can I contribute? And so I've been really kind of, grappling with that over the past week as Ukraine's being bombed by um, a yeah. madman. And so what's my part? How can I contribute? Well, partially, and I've been talking to clients about this, I can contribute or you can contribute by getting centered, right? right? By being calm, by finding stillness, by sitting with the pain and the suffering and holding it 
um, but not taking it on so much that I can't function. Right. And so I think that's really what a lot of clients are going through. A lot of people are going through. How do I find that balance? Is it selfish to take this half hour with being Ariella to listen to this podcast when I should be listening to the news? No, it's actually not. It'll help center you so that when you do listen to the news and you should to degrees, you're, you're able to respond and not react. I had a great, along those lines, I had a really beautiful conversation yesterday with our son, Mm -hmm. our oldest Yehuda, and um, he's in college and there's a lot of discussion about the war and what's going on. And he recently, probably about two or three months ago, he removed himself from all social media outlets. And he said to me, it's really interesting. I have to seek out and read what's going on because I don't have information slammed at me every day. And he said, in some ways, it's it's weird because I don't know every single detail of what's going on. And in a lot of ways, it's contributing to my internal peace. I'm happier. I'm healthier, I'm more centered, I'm able to be there for my friends more, I'm able to be a better person, I'm getting better grades. He's just going on and on about how he needed to create this distance. And I think it's really important because we don't do with the the people in Ukraine justice, we don't help them in any way by downloading hours and hours of news. Yes, like you said, you're kind of my information. I always ask B what's going on because I, like my son, have tried to, although I have been reading more and more, but you get caught up in the loop and, and, and it's it becomes a loop. selfish. It's selfish. It, it is because you, you remove yourself from life. And you're not contributing. You're actually just picking a scab and not letting it heal. Right. As opposed to, okay, I'm not going to listen to the news. I'm going to listen to all the Soul Center podcasts. I'm going to binge on that. And <laughs> Um, when I come she out the other fun. side, nobody's ever actually binged on Soul Center stuff. I mean, we want you to listen to it, but you, you don't binge. It's like on. a Netflix yeah. binge. Honey, what should we do now? Let's yes. binge Soul Center. Um, so that when you're done listening to our podcast, you're more centered. You're back to your center. And that's where we're going to segue into Ariel's work. And now you can respond again, as I always talk about, Dr. Frankel talks about, instead of reacting. Because when I'm depleted, I even if I look like I'm responding, I'm just reacting. Right. So let's take some time. And I'm going to come into Ariella's office. And I am going to seek her out for some guidance because, well, you'll see why. <laughs> we're not going to go that far. <laughs> okay. So um, I am struggling because I am an Enneagram eight. And when um, I feel threat in my life or in the world, my natural reaction is to um, jump in the water and try and drown and save drowning people. And I find myself in the water right now flailing around, but the drowning people are like across the world. Right. And I'm swimming around out here by myself telling myself somehow that I'm serving them or I'm doing something when in fact I feel like I'm doing nothing except depleting myself and my eightness is really getting angrier. I can feel myself putting my stuff on Vladimir Putin. I do think he's evil, but he also doesn't, he isn't the reason why I had a bad day yesterday. Um, And I really feel like I'm losing my center in this process. Can you help me? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, so what I would do is if you were really coming to me is that I would 
you know, obviously I would say, I'm so sorry you're going through that and give you advice. But what I really want to do is what I do in my own healing with people is that I close my eyes and I connect to spirit because I can give you advice, but you don't want to hear it from me because that's just advice. And you don't like my advice. <laughs> that's why we're still married. <laughs> you don't like my advice anyway. So I'm going to talk to you upstairs. Yes. So we, I, I don't know if this podcast is going to work out. <laughs> okay, here we, we go. We might do marital couples counseling on each other instead. Or but we might need marital. We might. Um, okay. So what I want to do is I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to pretend you're a client and not my husband. And I'm going to ask for guidance and I'm going to create a prayer before we go in. Okay. Are you open? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. 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 Dear spirit, we, we invite you into this circle today, into this healing circle, into this moment to bring in your angels, your guides, and your power, your love to um, create a holy space, a beautiful sanctuary of peace. As we go into this healing, our intention is just to give, to like, to really give over and surrender to divine guidance. And so already I'm already, I'm hearing the eightness, right? Like in Enneagram eight, just in case people don't know, an Enneagram eight is more of when I'm going to botch it. So don't correct me. Don't let your eightness correct me. But an eight is someone who wants to be in control, right? And so when I say the word surrender, I am just kind of creating this field of energy that allows the surrender to happen so that your so that your divine guidance can come through. Um, so I'm supposed to ask you, what is it when I say the word surrender? What does that feel like in your body? Like, what does that feel like to you when I say the word surrender? Um, you know, it feels to me passive, like low energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not necessarily in my body, but in my life, it feels to me um, like an irresponsible feeling. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Okay. And um, so while we're talking, I'm going to do a little bit of energy, guided energy work. And so um, they're directing the energy to your heart center. And so I might get a little personal, but I won't get too personal. Um, what I'm seeing is this invitation. Um, I see a battle and I see your army guy that you always show and that you have here on, this was grandpa Jack's or your dad's. My dad. So I see the, um, I see the army guy and it's like, I think it's your dad, but it's also your grandfather. I feel is like this message of the, the masculine in your lineage where, where they, there's a push, right? It's a war. And so what happens is when you are threatened on the outside, the inside goes to war where you want to, because you've studied and you've done so much work that that surrender piece, we could even name it something different, but that surrender piece wants to quote unquote surrender. And the army guy 
wants to go to war. So you're overworking and overdoing in order to make up for what I would ask you is like, what's underneath the overworking and the overdoing? Like, what is there? Are there any feelings or any images that come up for you when you think of like the army guy? Um, I think, you know, I, I do feel this absence of not being on a battlefield, right? Like mm -hmm. there's this, I should have, mm -hmm. uh, I think of um, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump who gets mad at uh, Forrest Gump for saving him because he was supposed to die yeah. on the battlefield. And he's like, my father died on the battlefield. My grandfather died on the battlefield. Damn it, I'm supposed to die on the battlefield. And you messed up my destiny. Right. There is that piece of it. Okay, so what would happen if you, not the actual battlefield, but what would happen if you allowed yourself, like I want you to really go into it and really allow yourself to be that warrior, that army guy, because it's a piece of you that never goes away. So it feels like it warrants some attention because, you know, like a kid who pulls at your shirt that wants attention and won't leave you until you give him attention. There is this longing or this, we think it's a longing to be on the battlefield. So what does it feel like or look like for you to be on the battlefield? What does it look like in that image or what does it look like now? I think in the image for right now. Um, I mean, it looks like I'm contributing, playing my part in a very chaotic scene and I have a purpose and it doesn't matter, matter how big or small that purpose is. It's a purpose. And I'm not, ironically, I'm not vulnerable yeah. because even though I'm probably like, totally exposed and in you know harm's way somehow I'm less vulnerable there than I am sitting here in my comfortable studio with you okay so so that's perfect so I want to take this picture of like you're not even feeling vulnerable and you're in the middle of a battle and then I want to take this picture of what life looks like right now and um can you describe what it feels like can you go into it more like how do you feel about going, like just being here behind a desk and doing whatever you do during the day? Like what, what images do you see as you sit here? Um, I do think, you know, I feel like I have a individual lifeline out to individual people, my clients, whomever I'm working with. And that feels good. It just almost feels like it just feels small because there's hundreds and thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people right in harm's way. And there's this piece of me that just wants to go to where the obvious battle is. But when I talk about it, when I'm working with people, every call is a battle. Right. There is a battle on the other end of every call, which is somebody's personal battle. Right. So I, I also like when you're talking, I see, like I felt this like bomb 
not in a bad way, but I felt this like bright light and this kind of like a, it startled me for a second. Like a, you know, you, there is a piece of you that, that is called for, um, a higher purpose, but there is something in this lifetime. Like, so it's a, it's a, that big boom, like higher purpose is it's so frustrating. It's like, it's like, it's there. It's like, you know, a kid wanting that candy, but he can't reach it. And I feel like it's always there. It's like, I, I mean, I see bright lights and I see, uh, I don't know. I see the white house. <laughs> so not that you're going to be the president, but it's like a picture of what could be with the way that you speak and the, who you are and your big soul purpose. And we know that about you. And it's like, it's like, it's like you're there, but you're not there. You're back here because part of what you started with is like feeling like, you know, you're an eight and you want to do something and you want to go out there and you want to make a difference. And I see like this, this past life of many, many past lives of the battlefields. I mean, and you came into this life just longing for the battlefield because even though it was painful and it was, you know, bloody and you've died many, many times, it feels almost like this, this, not that your life is a disappointment, but it's like, there's this disappointment, this grief inside of you, because that was so, you didn't have a moment to slack off. You couldn't, or you would be dead or you, you would kill the rest of your people. And in some ways you came, I feel like you came into this lifetime, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. And then you're, and then you're, you realize, you recognize, wait, I'm, I'm like a little boy in a house with two parents and I have this quote unquote normal life. And I feel like a lot of your life has been beautiful, wonderful, but there's this underlying grief because you're, you're over here in all these past lives longing for the battlefield. And in this lifetime, the battlefield actually feels like it's an internal one, right? It's this, it's this internal, holy, I, I don't even like the word battle, but it works for your eightness. It's this, this holy battle between you and your expectations and your longings and your disappointments. And the, the message and the purpose of this life is to, is to meet it. It's like to meet that warrior with this purpose here. And this purpose here is all about like taking and harnessing. I mean, I think you know this, harnessing that power and owning it and then letting your, your divine sparks grow and let it glow, but you overdo it. Like I can watch you. I mean, yes, out of this healing, I see you watch the news, right? As your wife, but in this healing, I see you, I'm just using the war right now as an, as an, as an example, I can see you spinning because it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And that I'm not enough is where the healing is because you're healing for somebody else. It would be like, you need to do more. You need to take guided action. And I'm hearing your success is, de is dependent on you pulling like way back here. And, and they're not saying surrender because that's a bad word. They're, they're saying, um, hold on. 
I just keep hearing the word holy. Like they're, they're showing me this picture of you going round and round and they're asking you to come back to your holiness because you also come from a place of deep reverence, almost like, um, almost like, I don't want to say it, but almost like Dalai Lama, like a deep peace. So what I want to know is what's coming up for you. What's what thoughts, what ideas, disagreements, <laughs> arguments? <laughs> no, no arguments. Yeah, I was kind of going through a um, memory book in my head, as you mentioned some of that. And uh, I've thought about it, but not, I guess, not quite this explicitly before that and I tried to sign up for the Marine Corps when I was 19 and my parents intervened. And then I tried to sign up for the IDF when I was 22 with my friend Mark and something came up and we had to come back to the States. And I tried to, I considered going into um, one of the armed services when I was a rabbi two, three different times as a um, chaplain, military chaplain, and it didn't work. And then I went back to, we made Aliyah, moved to Israel, and I was considering going back to the army, and that didn't work with you. And I mean, like that's like six, seven, eight times in one lifetime that I try to open a door that feels like it's locked. Right. Sort of like the sixth sense. Remember that scene where yeah. he doesn't know he's dead? And he's trying to open a door. Right. And at the end of the movie, he realizes he can't open the door because he's dead. It's almost the opposite. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm alive. Mm -hmm. And if we let you open that door, you're going to die. So not in this lifetime. In this lifetime, it's something else. Right. So that's a huge message. And for your personality type, which is not your soul, you are supposed to listen to the door closing so you can pull back enough so you can hear that there are other lifetimes, you know, past lives are only here to teach us how to move forward in this lifetime and listening to the message of you did that. Like, I really actually do see like that Forrest Gump kind of thing. Like, like you did that and you did, you did all of those scenarios that you wanted. And what I feel like what the message is from spirit is there is, there's some, you know, with the rabbinic piece that you did, you touched upon this inner place that, um, you know, I see you in the middle of the mountain on top of a huge rock. And Ehrman, um, for those of you that don't know, that's his best friend that passed away. He comes up behind you and he's a little boy and he brings you like, he's bringing you like um, figures. Like I'm seeing all these, like there's different, all these different types of figures and he's sitting down with you and he's like, he's just playing with you. Like he's just playing all the, the, the games that you used to play. There's something about figures like guys, mm -hmm. like Aviv's guys, you know, like, I don't know if you played with guys or your version of guys. Um, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars action figures. Yes. I see figures. And from these figures, he, He's literally like kind of like touching your heart and it's lighting up. And he's showing what he's showing from this is that he has always been I'm getting all teary. He's always been your guide to find your heart. 
Like you had the battlefield, you had, you were lonely in these lifetimes. You died too early. You, you fought for men that passed on. It was tragic. It was beautiful. Yeah, you were a hero, but you were alone. In almost all of these lifetimes, I see loneliness and grief, yet accolades, 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 and early death and early death. And what Erm is showing you, what your friend Ermin is showing you is like, he's almost like E.T. <laughs> you know how E.T. Um, points to, I don't know, Elliot's heart, whatever it is. I can't remember exactly. And he's showing you that this lifetime is about, I'm holding your lifetime over here. It's about the, the holy peace. It's about the relational peace. It's about longevity for you. It's like, do this lifetime as you were taught in the other lifetimes that have nothing to do with war, they're actually the opposite of war. They are so loving and so peaceful. And so energetically, I want to, if you allow me, I want to wave that in. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So allowing that all that energy, not all of the energy, just the lessons to come into this lifetime to remember, because I think you fight it, like why you are really here what's coming up for you? And I don't know what time it is. So you're going to have to like, give me a five minutes when we're up. Five minutes. Okay. What's um, coming up for you? Calm. I feel, it feels honest and calm and somehow weirdly responsible or dutiful. In a different way. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the more you sit in that chair and meditate, the more this purpose just, it like, it like comes up in flames, like in a, in a healthy way. It's like, I feel like spirit or God is asking you to pull back the reins in order to move forward. And the outside of what's happening in the world is the invitation, you know, really fast. Israel, when we lived in Israel, was a, was a battlefield for you. It was literally a minefield. Every single step that you walked for all of us was literally a minefield. And you came back here like, like a salve, like to your soul and to your heart. And you've been healing for three years. It's like I see all this like really calm energy. And you're, in order to move forward, you're being invited to, to really get in touch with that little boy that played with Ermin, that little boy where he keeps touching your heart. And so I feel like that's the message is like, let him touch your heart. Okay. Are we done? Is it, is it time podcast wise? Podcast wise, energetically. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Um, we just want to thank you, Spirit, for being present in this healing. And we just um, we just ask that this energy of love and these beautiful gifts and messages continue beyond this healing, that you, Baruch, find this beautiful heart-centered life and love inside of your own world, inside of your body, mind, heart, and soul. Amen. Amen. Whoa. Hi. <laughs> so that's a... Definitely a um, peaceful journey, like on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we began this talking about just 
using my example of um, fear and the fears I'm feeling in the world as, as an example for lots of people. And I'm sure if you've stuck around this long, you found something in it that resonated for you. You know, that was obviously my storyline, but I am sure people could substitute out my details right. for their details. And the point is, is feel something different on the other side. I think that's really a part of your gift and your work is people come out the other side of it feeling different. Right. Not just thinking different. No. And I think it's really important when the stuff about past life is not just for kicks, right? It's really important to learn from our ancestors and our past life. It doesn't always come up, but when it comes up, it's to understand how many we've had. And there's so much more here for, you know, for you, for all of us, to move forward. It's all, we always move backwards in order to move forwards and to uncover pieces of our soul purpose. And that's really why I do the work you, we do, you know, you and I do in, in a different way is to really, you know, to shed light on those fears that you're having right now. They are almost always tied. Like, look, you're worried about the war and you're reading and you're reading, but the truth is it's, it's tied to your history. And there's signals and symbols of the year healing throughout your life, but we have to get quiet enough or get help to find those, those, those messages. And I feel like your friend, Mark Ehrman, he always comes up as a, he's like a, you know, blessing to your heart. He was a softer being than you are. No offense, but Still he, is. yeah, he's very soft and he's here as your guide, you know, to light up your heart. I feel better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do this often. It's not like we do this on a Saturday night. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I do encourage it because I feel, you know, like I can think through my problems on my own, but I, you have to go outside of yourself to receive energy. You can't do Reiki on yourself. You, you can, but it's hard. It's I, I, dis, I would disagree and say it's sort of like trying to fan yourself with a fan Yes, you're cooling yourself off, but you're also generating heat with your arms. So in the end, it's kind of a wash. And I always feel that way with like energy healing. You need an outside source to, yeah. to infuse you with, to help you get to a higher level. That It's just harder to get on your own. Right. I mean, we get stuck. You know, it's like sometimes when you meditate or when I meditate, I just kind of go away. Right. It's like it's hard when it's on it's your own stuff to really see and sift through all of the things to see the thread of light that we all carry through our whole lives. I mean, the fact that you're I didn't even think I mean, knowing you obviously very well, I didn't even put it together until this healing about all how all those doors towards the army in this lifetime closed for you. It's as if like all doors led to something different. And now your job is to wholly, fully embrace it instead of longing a little bit for that other, you know, it's, it's, I didn't even think about that. Well, it's pretty remarkable. And um, I hope you all got something out of it. I know I did. So thank <laughs> you for bearing witness to my half hour healing and they can learn more about you at uh, mysoulcenter.org and the work that you do and Absolutely. me and the work that I do. But I think her work speaks for itself today. So thank you. You're welcome. Namaste, everyone. Shalom, Just shalom. check out our website for more offerings, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. 
You've been listening to the Soul Center Podcast with your hosts, Ariella and Baruch Halevi. If you'd like to learn more about Soul Center, please visit mysoulcenter.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mysoulcenter. And if you found meaning and inspiration in this podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear from you to connect with you. So please reach out to us. And until then, we wish you Shalom, Salam, Namaste.